0: you found us on a thursday evening and welcome to caching in the northwest you know this is the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great pacific northwest each week each week we're going to talk about caches and cachers from all around the world so while you're yelling at drivers who don't use their turn signals we'll be caching in the northwest and that means it's
1: time to bring in our tidy tamarind Some say several car companies are arguing over the rights to build his next geomobile. And others say he's raced a squirrel to the top of a tree and won.
2: All we know is he's called Land Monkey. You know what? I I think you have my intro confused with our guest, actually, tonight. Could be. That sounds much more descriptive of our friend Rock Chalk who's joining us tonight. Good to see you, Rock Chalk
3: good to be seen good to be back with you guys i
2: and i think if anybody raced a squirrel to the top of a tree it would be you my friend
3: <laughs> i would probably be the only one here dumb enough to try and <laughs> uh, i'm i'm sure i would lose but i would at least give it my best effort <laughs>
2: if that
0: squirrel took that acorn shaped cash up to the top of the tree
3: I think oh he took a cash with him well now that <laughs> there you, that you go that changes everything <laughs> that i'm more motivated now <laughs> <laughs> awesome oh we're just right.
1: glad to have you here it's thursday night and it's the first day of baseball season and the mariners took more runs from the world championship boston red sox than any other world season series-, series champion has ever given up on opening day so it's a good day and there you the world's
3: won so we all are doing hey. okay all right there you go
2: awesome and
3: and Jay's like, "What's what's this about?" I don't know. <laughs> just like,
2: uh, baseball stuff. That's great. <laughs> everybody's happy. I'm yeah, happy. You're happy. Chris is uh, just like,
3: "When's football
1: season start?" <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh yeah, it, baseball. That's that other sport that fills up until football
0: season kicks off. Yeah,
1: yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, moving on. Uh, there you go. Moving on. So remind got, us of something. Yeah. Well, you know, as today we uh, tonight we're joined by our friend Rock Chalk. We're going to talk about. Cleaning up our act as geocachers. And we'll, we'll explain what that means a little bit more. But hang on, enjoy the rest of this episode. We're going to get into all that stuff. But before we do, we want to throw out a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming each and every week. And that, of course, includes Landsharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor who have a special shipping offer for you Canadian and U.S. listeners from Landsharks.ca. That's free shipping on orders of $50 Canadian or greater to a max of 25 Canadian shipping costs. The promo code is SHIP50.
3: So, wow, is that new? Yeah. <laughs> you guys I have like gone that. high tech since the last time I was on here. That's That was oh, uh, mesmerizing. Doesn't, doesn't
1: everybody oh have gosh, Land Shark going across their screen? I mean, I thought... That everybody had that. No,
3: I hope this happens the whole.
0: Everyone that I know of show. has land sharks going across their screen. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on.
1: You know, and and wow. in other times you just you just never know what's going to pop up. Sometimes things pop up, and <gasps> other time I, I don't know what that might be.
2: It's pretty crazy around here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but don't feel left out, Rock
3: Talk. I feel extremely left out right now. I, I feel very unprepared, like I should be. <laughs> Like I want to push a button and make something happen, but there's nothing. There's nothing until mm-hmm. next time. I guess I'll just have to study for next time.
2: There you go. And and the best thing about all of this is that makes fantastic audio. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> People who listen to the audio only have no idea what we're talking about. That's right. Oh,
1: I have something for them here. Because everybody needs an electronic yodeling pickle. There you go. It
2: there really you go mostly because i don't understand what it's saying well it's a
0: you know how many electronic <laughs> yodeling pickles have you heard in your life one you can start with one yeah. and pretty much end right there
1: it's hard to have a conversation with just one all right <laughs> okay
0: moving on moving on oh other things that we like besides yodeling pickles is great logs you know like a glow a geocaching log of the week Whether you wrote it or whether you read it, we want to hear about it because, I say this every week, great logs simply make geocaching better. Send an email to feedback at cachingnw.com. You can always call in to 253-693-TFTC or use the voicemail tool right there on the website and show us how you glow.
1: Ooh. Well, this week's glow, well, it came in from the Cachosaurus. And the Cachosaurus sent in, Hello, everyone. Hello. I just just wanted to send in a cache log that I left at a cache. Cargo Man's is a friend I met through geocaching, and we've started to leave ever-growing, ridiculous logs on each other's hides. Sounds like a fun tradition to me. He said, I don't remember who started this, but I have no plans to stop. This is one of my more recent ones I left for him that made me laugh and I'm particularly proud of. And it's from Just an Observation, that's GC230TT by Cargo Man. It says, the Cachosaurus is an observant fellow. I was busy observing the local flora and fauna when I observed a geocache nearby. Upon observation of the facility, I realized this is the second facility like this I've seen. Like I said, I'm very observant. I observed the map, and after a quick observation of my watch, realized I had enough time to focus in on the hunt. I took a step back from the road to observe the area. Lovely, narrow, dirt road. Observations paid off, and quickly and efficiently, like the predator of my ancestors before, I captured this lovely cache. Had it not been for geocaching, I would never have had the pleasure of observing this area, this road, or this cache. Thank you observation complete. And he concludes with, thank you very much. Keep up the great work on your podcast and I'll keep listening. And we thank you for that. Nothing too special. I wanted to submit something and Hey, that's good. We like more people to submit them. Finish off with, you've inspired me to be even more creative for my next entry, which we thank you. And he says, I'm going to keep on trying until I get that glow badge for my profile. There you go.
2: Well, I, I think he's just earned his 2019 glow badge. I think so. That's fantastic. Well, thanks for sending that in. And we encourage everybody to earn their 2019 glow badge by sending in a log that, you know, if it was on a Canadian cash, you'd upvote it. There you go. I just like to rub that in every once in a while that I can still upvote logs. Hey,
0: and... you know, on Cashly it says <laughs> I can upvote logs, too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you, you think you
0: can. Yeah. It says I can. <laughs> That's awesome. Well
1: I'm I'm upvoting logs in my head.
2: In your head. <laughs> Good. Well, you know what? Send in those upvote quality logs to feedback at cachingnw.com. We want to we want to hear them, we want to read them, we want to see them. We want to keep trying to make this game better and better. And one of the ways is by Improving the quality of the logs.
3: So that's, that's what we're going to
2: talk about tonight.
3: Now, so is there, hold on, is, is there a badge every year? Do you guys do a different badge every year? You said two, 2019 glow badge. So mm-hmm. was there an 18 and a 19? Are they, are they different?
0: Uh, no, we just started this year. Well, we had one oh, previously and we okay. decided, you know what? People have already earned it. So we'll make a 2019 glow badge, a little different. Yeah, and so we updated
1: so, it. it looks, look, there's the there 2019 you go. badge. For those of you listening at home, it looks like this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's round and glowy. Yes. And
3: you can earn it if you send in a glow.
1: And it says 2019. That's how you know it's from 2019.
3: There you so go. You, but, but you had it before or, or this is a new thing? No, we had
2: glow before. We ran it for a okay. couple of years. And then we thought, hey, we should, uh, we should make it an annual, you know, change the badge every year.
1: Yeah, the original glow badge had no date stamp on it.
0: And it was so a it was kind color. of a generic. Yeah. The glow around it was a different color.
2: Yeah. Continual service improvement effort.
3: I understand. <laughs> the yes. reason I was the reason I was I did have a selfish reason for asking because I I'm pretty sure I had a I did have a log of the week one time and I never got a badge. Oh. Oh. Well, we'll get you one. So I'm assuming that was just Jay sticking it to me again. Yeah. But
1: could it be I, I typically blame Chris and this week that's particularly easy because I have two Chris's to blame things on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Double the number of chris's to blame.
1: <laughs> Curse
3: you, you! All right, I'll 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 keep trying then with my logs. I'll try to up my up my game so I can do it again. And maybe this time Jay will reward me.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if you've already earned one, but I don't think you've earned a twenty nineteen one.
2: So I,
3: I have not. That is there true. There you go. And that one's very shiny and nice, so <laughs> I I would like to try to do that.
2: We know you are attracted to shiny, nice things. <laughs> That's I right.
3: am. That's. Yes, for sure. (laughs) And we'll leave
2: it at that. (laughs) All right. Well, folks, as we said, normally in the spring, you are used to us talking about CETOs or cache maintenance. And often that is a very popular topic. This is the time of year to get out there and start doing those things. But this episode, we're going to take a bit of a different angle on spring cleaning. This episode, we're going to talk about what geocachers can do to keep the game board fresh and keep the game fun for everyone. And so we've invited our friend Rock Chalk, who I find often keeps the game fun for me um, by always upping the challenge, upping the ante. Uh, So we've invited him to join us on a chat on that topic. So welcome to the show, my friend. Good to have you here.
3: Thank you again.
2: All right. Now, one of the things that I love about the game of geocaching is that there's many different parts to the game, different ways you can play the game, yet it's all governed by the same guidelines. So uh, just to lead us off, Rock Chalk, what is your favorite part of the game?
3: Gosh, you know, uh, the answer I usually give is that it's that old answer that so many people give about how the game takes you to a place that you haven't been before. And, and it's kind of a cliche now it's talked about so much, but I think it's true. I mean, I... I God, there's so many different places I go that I never would have gone if not for geocaching. But then as you were asking that question, I was thinking about, you know, I never would have owned a kayak. I never would have owned a telescoping ladder or a painter's pole that I've never used to paint with. (laughs) Um, um, So there's all those little oddities you know at least they seem odd from the outside and they're probably odd from the inside too but uh uh you know it's it's just exposed me to places and things and people and uh, that I never would have otherwise and and continues to do that it it, it hasn't stopped you know i've been i've been playing now for uh, i guess this will be 8 years this this summer and and it still feels like i'm seeing new things and doing new things and and I never know when I go out on a, if I go out, out this weekend, I don't know where I'm going to end up. I don't know what I'm going to see that I haven't seen before. And, and that's why I keep doing it, you know, because sometimes I do kind of sit back and say, okay, you know, shouldn't I be tired of this by now? But, but it just isn't the case. And I think that's why, because it just, it keeps changing. That keeps, you know, I, I keep seeing new things and meeting new people and, and uh, just, never feels old to me because of that. Well, there's totally always a chance agree.
0: to go out and buy a tool and not use it for the intended purpose. So yeah. Right.
1: <laughs>
2: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, uh, you, RockShock, were my inspiration to get a telescoping ladder, which I also now ah, have. Ah, I remember you know, that. Yeah. Those things are brilliant.
3: They I just really co- are.
1: I just covet Landmonkey's telescoping <laughs> ladders. <so. laughs>
3: Yeah, I haven't been able to use mine in a little while. I I I, I need to find an excuse to, to uh, get it out again. <laughs> I go.
1: need to go hide a cache at a high, at a height that you need a telescoping ladder for, I guess.
0: Absolutely. How, how high yeah. is your telescoping ladder? Because we can put a cache just above that. <laughs>
2: just out of reach. <laughs> <laughs> as long as there's a couple of limbs that, that you know. That's what I find actually the telescoping ladder is best for. Is I also love tree climbers. But often the problem is just getting started because yeah. sometimes um, maybe maybe the lower branches were there when the original cache was placed, but yeah, they're yeah. not there anymore.
3: I I was I was uh, I, I I read a great log on a on a cache page today actually that was a, a tree climbing cache and the people who whoever logged it they actually didn't get to the cache, um, but they said that we got there. We looked up, we could see the container, and our ladder wasn't high enough to get to the first branch so it must have been pretty far up there but they said the neighbor the guy next door that lived at the lived next to this tree came out and said are you looking for that geo thing (laughs) and they said yeah we are and they he said do you need a ladder and they said well sure (laughs) so the guy brings a ladder out of his garage he doesn't own the cash he just happens to you know (laughs) live next door and he said we we got up there and still couldn't get as high as we wanted to. And then he said, well, do you need a bigger ladder? And they said, sure. So he goes into the garage and brings out an even bigger ladder. They weren't talking sizes. So I don't know how big of a ladder we were talking about here. But at the end, they still couldn't find the cash. But I still thought, what a great experience that as you were trying to find this thing, the neighbor comes out and rather than chase you off, he offers you multiple ladders to try to get up and and That's get that geo true. thing, as he, that, that as he geo called thing. It.
0: <laughs> All you That's, need is a little duct tape. You could have taped those two ladders together and gotten what you needed.
3: What could See, possibly they, go wrong. There you go. Exactly. that. And there's nothing that a little duct tape can't fix. That's right. I,
1: I think one of the first ones that I remember finding that involved climbing a tree for, Chris and I were out near work on a lunch break looking, and we looked and looked and looked all around. And finally, I just looked up. And we had been looking down the whole time. And it was hanging there right above our heads the whole time. It wasn't up terribly high. But as we, 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 we went up, we got it. We signed the log, all that. We're headed back to the car. And we turn around and look. And I, and and days after that, as I would drive by this big, empty, vacant lot, I could see that thing clear as a day <laughs> staring at me. And I thought, how often have I seen that and not seen that? Yeah. So it was just fun that there was hiding in plain sight
0: and we didn't have a neighbor offering us multiple ladders
1: no none at all ah
2: well (laughs) there you go just that cash didn't have the right neighbor nope that's awesome so uh as we talked about favorite parts of the game chris uh wit's end um you guys what are your favorite parts of the game
0: well for me it's the thrill of the hunt you know, going out to find something you know is hidden out there, or should be hidden out there, right? <laughs> Somebody's told you, yes, I put it here. You have to go find it. And that's, that's what I find exciting.
1: I started out thinking about the fact, like Rock Shock said, discovery places that I never even knew existed. Oftentimes, right here in my own backyard. The, in Tacoma, there was a Yapidkiss series, or I think there are other places. Yet another park I didn't know about. <laughs> and and that you know brings me great joy to find places like wow I never would have come here had it not been for this, but I also think the other option the other answer I was considering was just the fact that it's a hobby that that brings us together that gets us out on the trails and does things that can be different for everybody. I know this guy that's just really into earth caches, you know whose name shall. We won't mention here tonight. Uh, (laughs) Other people, they just, they don't do the whole uh, trail hiking woodsy thing. They're, They're urban cachers. Some people are really into power trails. It's just, it can be whatever you want it to be. And there's no right or wrong rule to that. And it's just something to get out. And for me, it's a reason to get off my lazy keister and get out of the house and go do something.
2: Absolutely. No, that makes sense. And yeah, for me, obviously, I, I love the earth caches. I love that part of the game. <laughs> was he oh, talking the about guy. you? <laughs> you're the guy. Oh, yeah. I miss that. Um, but I agree with you guys. I think one of the things I really like about the game is the travel. I mean, Laura and I were really into travel and hiking and backpacking before we picked up geocaching. So it was a very natural fit for both of us. Um, and so it's just worked so well to keep up with that. And so, you know, my hashtag geocache road trips and, and now geo tours, since they've become more and more prevalent, that's just something else where it adds another level of game into the game. Uh, and just, yeah, we just love all those things. But, uh, you know, one of the things, one of the challenges I find is, uh, which is of course somewhat remedied by traveling wider and wider, but is that, um, areas can get a little bit saturated with caches. Mm. So you can kind of clean out your area and then it kind of stays cleaned out for quite a while. So the the term I've heard used for that is cache saturation. And there's, there's a variety of ways you can maybe try and deal with that. And constructively one of the, one of the probably not constructive things I've heard is that people seem to think uh, not, not, not everyone, but I have heard it expressed that some people seem to think it's HQ's responsibility to keep the game board clean and fresh so, Rockchalk, I, I wanted to ask you what what is the official view uh, from HQ on responsibility when it comes to geocache saturation?
3: Uh, well, uh, I mean, there there isn't any sort of a policy that you know requires people to uh, you know desaturate their area. I mean, if if you know if somebody puts a cash out there, they don't have a responsibility to get rid of it after a certain amount of time. That that certainly is a a topic of conversation that that we've had uh, at HQ. But there's no easy answer for it. I, I I think one thing that we'll be talking about here is what the community does there in Vancouver, which is a really interesting uh, angle on how to. Uh, try to remedy the issue to some degree, uh, and uh, I, I think it's a potentially interesting model for other communities to think about. Um, but it's a you know, <clears throat> as we've just kind of very informally brainstormed, you know, possible ways of of, of looking at this subject. Uh, I think. Ultimately, it's going to be, it would be extremely difficult for HQ to be the one to try to be the enforcer of anything like that, because a lot of it comes down to ownership issues. You you know, when somebody puts out a cash, they own the container. And to this point, the way that we have uh, approached it is that they also own their cash listing. And so uh, we've, we've been very hesitant to Consider, you know, the possibility of saying of of I don't know potentially rewriting uh, the way things are now to be able to say well after a certain amount of time if your cash doesn't have x number of favor points or isn't beloved or whatever the case is then maybe somebody could come in and take your spot Um, I mean we've brainstormed those you know some really crazy ideas and some not so crazy ideas but at the end of the conversation it always feels like we really need to be careful with any of these ideas because it's a community game and um i think we would look really heavy-handed pretty pretty quickly and so i that's why when i heard about what you guys do in vancouver i thought that's that's really interesting and uh it's not something i've really seen done uh, other places as formally as it's done there. And so that's, it's something that I'm interested in hearing a lot more about actually.
2: Cool. Um, Chris and Jim, did you want me to just jump right into that or did you want to share well, any thoughts about saturation?
0: I thought maybe, you know, for those that don't get favorite points within two years, we just auction off their spot. <laughs> to the highest like bidder it would just be a new form of income for, uh, headquarters. <laughs>
3: You know, it's 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 funny. I mean, I I know you're joking, but it's it's uh <laughs> Oh, you think so? No. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> Maybe not. It's like if you start to have that conversation and you say, okay, there's a cache that has been there for let's just say five years, it's never had a favor point. Uh, and it doesn't seem like that great of a cache. You read the logs and you're like, eh, it's not all that great. Um, it's so subjective though, to... Mm-hmm. I mean if yes one person could look at that and say does that cache really need to be there um, it's just a you know lame whatever insert the container type well it's lame to you but it might not be lame to somebody else and man it's just uh it's a box of <laughs> of issues yeah. that you start talking about with that so um trying to judge whether it's good or whether it's not good uh <laughs> it's a it, it always ends up being a much more complicated conversation than you think it will be.
0: Yeah. Well, and I've said many times that every cache has its place. I mean, you know, it may be a very lame cache, but it could be the first cache somebody finds and they're like, oh, hey, this is cool. I didn't know this thing was here. Or it could be what you need to keep a streak going, you know, or, hey, I was driving through town I or driving into the state. I didn't have this state before and there's an easy find right over here i'm just going to grab it and move on so yeah what you know we may think is lame somebody else may go well that was helpful for
2: you know this situation
1: mm-hmm.
0: no
2: ab- absolutely and and i can see in our chat everybody's getting really curious as to what uh, rock chalk was alluding to so <laughs> maybe i'll transition into that unless what's you you want no go to- ahead jump in all right so um what, what Rock Chalk's talking about is a, a creative, constructive way that I've seen to deal with. In a way, it's dealing with cash saturation, um, but it's also addressing a lot of other problems. And actually, where it first came from, at least in the lower mainland, the BC area, um, now there's, there's some activities that were going on in the metro Vancouver area uh, for a few years, but then it got really formalized and, was, and it's been done for the last, um, gosh, I think like 18 years has been done really well. Um, over, no, 18 is too many, but it's been done really well over in Victoria, so Vancouver Island, really well. And it's called a HAG or a Hide and Go. And the concept is it's an annual program that the local geocaching community gets together. They host a, a, a kickoff event. Um, and the premise is that cachers are encouraged to archive their older hides, um, free up areas. And then informative events are held to teach new and old cachers alike, cool ideas for hides. Then the new hides go out and they're all uh, you know sometimes just until the next year, sometimes longer, depending on how well they hold up and perform. And this is all timed. So the new caches are released on a single day or, or a single weekend. And then for a period of time, either weeks or months, the, the folks who find those caches can vote online. For, so you know, of course you're giving the caches favorite points, but then you also vote online as to what uh, in different categories what were your favorite caches. So then over a few weeks the results are tallied, prizes are awarded, and then it starts all over again the next year. So uh, I know this happens in Northern BC. I know it happens in Alberta, and we're just getting it going here um, in the Fraser Valley area. This is our second year doing um, the Fraser Valley Cash Bash, which is the same idea. Um, so it's a lot of fun that uh, the people get into it, it. It ties in really well with cash carnival. I have to say it, it's, it's like perfect timing. Um, but I, I'm curious if anything like this happens in Washington or Oregon that you guys have heard about. I don't know that I know of
1: any uh, re- routines, repeating scheduled thing like that, or, or, uh, you know, annual event of that nature. I know that, There've been a few things that come to mind uh several years ago a local cashier said hey I'm looking for more caches to find and I wish people would place them so there was a term maybe it's still common it was the NRV cash no redeeming value <laughs> uh think of the lamp you know light skirt lifter and and just simple plain jane cash which is great if you're staying in a hotel with no car and you just walk over to the Walmart parking lot or like Chris said if you need to keep the street going or whatever. But she put together a cache. I looked it up. It's GCNQMM, if you ever want to look it up. That was a very large container full of NRV spawn, she called it, which were film canisters with blank log sheets. And the the deal was, if you found this cache, and there was one of those in there, your responsibility was to take it and go out and place it and add to the game grid and add to the playing field so that she had more caches to find because she'd found... So many, she needed more to find. And I thought that was great. And the other one that came to mind, it's very recently, there's a new cache series being planned here in Tacoma that I'm super excited about. And had a we had a local meeting from the cache owners that are planning all these. And it involves local cashiers in the community hiding caches to help them out. And this same cashier said, I have a few that I currently own that I would be willing to archive so that somebody else could put a cache in that location because they've been there for so long that, Hey, let's add something new there. So, so yeah, no, no hag events. uh, Although I think that'd be a neat thing to start down here.
2: Yeah. So um, I got to give full credit to uh, Bry Lang who came up with the Fraser Valley cash bash over on our side. I, I don't know who started the hag over on the Island, but we basically took the model and said, we could do that here. So in the Fraser Valley, we've, we're we're just about this weekend actually saturday we kick off the second year and we're really excited about it we we know there's a few people who already have some great cash ideas at our kickoff event um, mr geo nav pros who builds lots of fun kooky creative caches he's going to give a a demonstration and and gives people some more ideas Um, we've got a couple of really great creative cash builders um in our area, and I know you guys do down in Tacoma, obviously bounce, bounce and Team text, but there's others, right? And, Mm -hmm. and you don't, this is the great thing about geocaching. You don't have to build a bounce, bounce or team null level of technical gadget cache to make a great cache and make the
1: experience better. But if you can go ahead and do it, but please do.
2: (laughs) 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 But so I, I'm really excited about that. If you're, if you're curious to know more, about the Fraser Valley Cash Bash, uh, cash bash. Um, you can check it out online. If you Google Fraser Valley Cash Bash, you'll get uh, you'll you'll find the the website and be able to read up a little bit and see kind of what the rules of it are. Like I said, the intention is really just to freshen up the game board and and encourage each other to put out and then go find yeah quality caches.
3: So. You know, uh, something I was thinking about as you were talking, Jay, was how, and I'd be interested to hear your guys' answers to this, how do you decide for yourselves uh, how, when or why to archive your own caches? Because I think that that's a, a question that I think we should all ask ourselves more often, I, I certainly think about it myself with my own caches, even the ones that have a lot of favor points, and I look at them and think, you know, it's been out a few years. It's been found a lot. Is it time to give that spot to somebody else and let them see if they can do something with it? Or, you know, I I get a log, and somebody says how, how much they enjoyed it, and I think, well, gosh, you know, it's been around, but there's still people finding it and liking it. So... I don't know. It's just this question that is always hanging out there for me as far as uh when is the time to let go of a of a cache or a spot or whatever. And I'm curious how you guys approach that.
2: Yeah. Chris, did you wanna Well uh the Is it the Geotravelers?
0: Is that Christy? Yeah. It says uh when we uh we archive when caches become rarely visited or they mm-hmm. get muggled frequently. That's actually a, a, a good answer. Uh, for me, it's like, you know what, I can do better. And in this spot, which I already have, uh, I've been thinking, I I want to change it. I want to do this. So let's go ahead and and disable it, you know, work up the new cache, and then you can uh, relaunch. You can either archive or, or re-enable with some new information. Um, and just make it better, make it different, because I think... As a hider, you should be encouraged. You should be inspired by the other caches you find and think, mm-hmm. wow, that's good. That gives me an idea. I can change it and do this.
2: Yeah. And I think the other thing to keep in mind and uh, Rock talk to your question is there. And we talked about this earlier. There's all kinds of different caches. So if you've got a mountaintop cache, it probably doesn't get visited very much, but once a year, when it gets visited, it gets a favorite point because yeah. somebody enjoyed that experience and the amazing view up there and what have you. And so, you know, that's one that probably won't get archived for a really long time. How un- unless the CEO leaves the game or, you know, for whatever reason says, OK, I, I, there's no way I'm going to be able to maintain that or whatever, um, which is, of course, the ideal position is when a CEO says, oh, I can't maintain my cash. I'm going to let it go. Does not always work that way, but that's the behavior we encourage in the, yeah. in the community um, for me, uh, I kind of just look at um, overall traffic volumes and and favorite points so if I've got a cache that's been out for a long time and I've hardly oh. got any favorite points on it, then I look at and I go you know what it was I tried something obviously it, it didn't work out um, I'm gonna I, and I've constantly got different ideas going so I'll just try something else in that spot or mm-hmm. near that spot. And see how that performs. So um that's kind of the way I look at it is just to keep trying fresh things, keep trying moving things around, trying stuff up. Um and I saw something in the chat. Uh subway marks that typically I archive a, if a cache goes missing a lot or if something in the area has changed. Um uh you already shared GeoTravelers feedback. GeoNav um, Pros
0: says. Yeah. I rarely want to give up the spot. I will spend an abnormal amount of time (laughs) thinking of a way to replace it with something that will not be muggled.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I had some in downtown Vancouver that I eventually, um, gave up an archive. Just one of them because it was just, I don't know that it was necessarily getting muggled, but it was designed in a way that, um, if it doesn't get put back properly, it actually, um, self-muggles in a way it was on a statue that had a hollow inside and if people pushed it too far the magnetic cache would slip up inside (laughs) and there's no way you could get it out so there's probably like three or four magnetic nanos up (laughs) inside the leg of this statue and it's like you know what this is this seemed like a good idea this is not working so Uh, they're kind of like tumors
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) you you may have made the first self-muggling
2: cache there you go Yeah. So there you go. So again, a reason exactly like that. Um, Sometimes you just say, you know what, this just isn't working. Um, I'm going to let it go. I had another one in Vancouver that it was okay. People liked it. And honestly, it was a grandfathered challenge cash. So I kind of didn't want to let it go, Mm -hmm. but uh, because I know I can't make another challenge like it, but it was just, I know I'm not going to get out to do the maintenance it needs. I'm going to let the spot go, let somebody else have the spot. So uh, it, it's a hard decision to make. It's really hard to let your babies go, but sometimes you have to. All right. Jim, did you have any other thoughts on that?
1: The only thing I was thinking is that I tend to archive or consider archi- archiving them if the location really deteriorates. I've been out to do some cash maintenance and found that it's just become a homeless camp. And I don't feel right bringing people, especially family friendly, you know, family groups out where they're going to find something objectionable. It's like, yeah, if there's nothing really else redeeming about this location, it was just something to, you know, keep a street going or something, and maybe it's time to let that one go. Um, we had some comments in the chat that if, you know, similar things, if something's seldomly getting visited, it's been a place for a while, and has no favorite points, then it probably wouldn't be missed. Uh, that was Mrs. Landshark's, I think. This is a new cache is a new find for everyone.
2: Exactly, and that's that's part of the, the emphasis behind um fraser valley cash bash and i and i believe over on the island the hag as well is you know if you've got a cache that's out or a series of caches out on a trail somewhere and the majority of the community has come through of course there's always going to be somebody who comes into town who's going to go and find it but it's probably not going to get a favorite um maybe the one at the very end of the trail with a nice view gets the favorite um but you know what freshen it up at least then at least it's the opportunity that you're inviting the local caching community get back out and hike that trail again, and maybe CETO the trail where they're hiking it. And yeah, there's all kinds of side benefits to taking this hag slash cash bash approach. I would really encourage other communities to think about to think about doing that. Yeah, uh, Rockstar, did did those kind of answer your questions?
3: Yeah, yeah, I was I was just curious to hear everybody's take on it. I know it's a, a question that has as many answers as you can think of, so I'm I'm always Curious to hear just people's viewpoints on that. Absolutely. So, Great.
0: Land Monkey, are are you putting peer pressure on local hiders to say, okay, time to give it
2: up and move on? You know what? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of am. I, I'm putting peer pressure on local hiders on co any co who's listening to this podcast to take a look at all the caches that you are co of and just give it a give it a good look and, yeah. and think is it actually, you know over that whatever period of time, if it has it been out for two years, if it's been out for two years, does it have, does it have two or less favorites? Hmm. Uh, then, you know, then maybe it's really, you know, and, and of course I'm talking about ones that aren't on the top of a mountain. i talking ones that are in yeah. local trails in the community, then, you know, maybe either switch it up with something new, go talk to other cash owners, get some new ideas, try to put something new and fun and creative out there. And then Fine, keep the spot, but keep it interesting for people. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and like you said, consider all the angles to all the the aspects of that cache, too. Dora Moore said, I have one. It doesn't get found very often, but if I archive it to change it up, I can't use the spot again because that location was grandfathered in, and now there are new park rules there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that happens,
2: too. It's It's a consideration for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know if you're if you've got a cache that has a great neighbor that's willing to offer ladders, yeah, that's don't huge. let that spot go. Yeah,
2: and uh, uh, GSM Times too said uh, here in the chat it said it sounds to me that the local community needs to make this decision. It's not GCHQ's job, and that's exactly my point. So HAG uh, on Vancouver Island is run and managed by the local geocaching community. Razor Valley Cash Bash is run by Bry Lang. I'm uh, I'm helping him out this year. Uh, Geo is helping him out this year. Um, so we're trying to make it the local caching community is doing a similar thing over here on the mainland. Now, it's it's you know don't leave it up to somebody else mm-hmm. to to try and do this. It's not that hard to put one of these together. So like I said, go look at um, a webpage for head. Go look at the um, I think. Three Hams shared it earlier. The Fraser Valley Cash Bash dot wordpress dot com website, and just take a look at it. it's really simple. So, Land Monkey, are these led by yeah. individuals
0: and not necessarily caching organizations like, uh, you know, the WSGA, the BCGA, you know, Vancouver, right. it, what is it, the Metro
2: Van Geocaching Metro Association? Van yeah. So, it, yes and no. So, yes, it's it's led by individuals, um, but those individuals, I mean, if you if you want to do something like this, if you, so if you're in Washington state, I will, I'm not going to speak for MC3 cats or anybody else on the WSGA. Oh, we I can. It's okay. Much, <laughs> and I, okay, Then I will speak for them. <laughs> uh, but I would say that if you wanted to do something like this and you contacted the WSGA and said, okay, me and a couple of buddies in Tacoma want to do this thing like they do on mm-hmm. Vancouver Island, um, we read through it. We, we got an idea, but we need your support. I'm sure the WSJ would try and find some way to 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 help you make that happen.
0: So we've got uh, one question from Iham that I thought was relevant. Yeah. He says, "At That's what that. point, if ever, does a cache become too old to archive? You know, for Jazmer purposes or <laughs> or similar?" Does anybody on
1: the show know anything about Jazmer?
2: <laughs> what do you think, Rock Chalk? <laughs>
3: i've he's so I'm close to completely familiar it. with that term <laughs> yeah. Yeah, vaguely.
2: uh that i don't know i mean this is the thing like what if you've got your jasmer do you care anymore i, I <laughs> yeah. well there's certain people who decided one wasn't enough two wasn't yeah. enough three wasn't yeah. <laughs> well i guess my take on it is i mean if you've got something that's I don't know. I, I usually kind of draw the line around five years. Cause I have, I have actually thought about this one before anything that's older than five years. If it's getting favorites and you know, and it's kind of holding a Jasmer spot. All right. Then, then that's a factor. But mm-hmm. if it's younger than five years and it's not getting any favorites and all the local caching communities all already found it, you know what? Let it go. That, that would be my thought, but Rock Chuck, do you have any thoughts about what makes a a Jasmer keeper
3: you know i i wish i had an exact answer for it i can <laughs> tell you that we that's one thing that I, it's it's fascinating to me how how uh, and, and i totally get it but just uh, me me personally i kind of look at 2000 and 2001 and then after that there's there's a lot of caches in pretty much every month every other year but then we'll have a situation come up where there's a cash from, you know, 2007 and the community gets that a, a particular community gets very upset if it if the owner isn't responding to isn't, you know, he's out of the game, she's out of the game, she's not maintaining it, it's going to get archived. And that people get very, you know, passionate about the fact that it should be allowed to stay around and. Just me personally, not speaking for HQ or anything. I'm just saying for me personally, I see that, and I'm like, come on, it's 2007. Who cares? Um, but obviously, somebody does, and yeah. and and I I I don't say that to poo-poo anybody's. I'm just I say that to say that it's there are always multiple viewpoints about it, and uh, you know, so for somebody like me who says, yeah, 2000, 2001, whatever, but there's always going to be somebody else that with some particular cash uh, in some other year uh, feels very strongly about it. So sure. uh, it's it, it's it's something that I don't think I would have understood until I came to work here uh, because, you know, I had my own view and I had my couple of friends and we kind of were of similar views. But as I've been here, I've found that, uh, yeah, it's it's not just those couple of years that are necessarily – what are important to everybody you know uh, there's people can find importance in the ones from 05 07 and later even so, uh, so it's it,
2: relative to the to the individual caching communities you can't really yeah. make a global rule or policy about it yeah
3: right right and i think i think especially uh with this part of the world given that the game started here that I mean, we all know there are tons of older caches in this, in this, in, in, in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, if you go to uh, any other part of the U S but then especially other countries, uh, a 2004 or 2005 cache takes on a whole different kind of significance in a country like France than it does in the Pacific Northwest because the game, uh, started sooner here and, and had a lot mm-hmm. more density early here. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's just kind of interesting that it, 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 it's so different based on where you are and maybe how old the game is where you are. Makes total sense.
2: Yeah. I would agree with that. And then, and we, the chat, you guys have been awesome. You, this got everybody really passionate on yeah. this topic, which is fantastic. We love the passion and, and it, what I'm seeing in the chat is really just echoing exactly what we're saying in a way. So if you're listening to, to the audio of the podcast, basically the folks in the chat have a whole lot of different ideas and it's all kind of relative and varies based on where you are, what the geocache situation, the age, relative age of geocaches are. And that sometimes some of them are, you know, they've done their, their, they've done their purpose uh, and they're not holding a quote unquote Jasmine spot for anybody. And people are willing to let them go. And sometimes they're not. And yeah, so I think that's, I think that's some really good points and and track. I think you were a lot more eloquent about it than I was, but I just wanted to share that.
3: <laughs> well, I think, you know, it, the other thing I've thought about often and, and again, personally, I'm a big Jasper guy, obviously you guys know that, but if that didn't exist, would people be super passionate about a cash from July of 2003? That's a quote unquote, lame, uh, Lame sandwich container that's been replaced twelve times over the yeah. years, um, but we got to keep it alive because it fills a jasmine square. I uh, that's one of those things that I kind of have a, 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 a kind of a love hate about. Yeah. Uh, and again, just with my player hat on because I I think gosh we're we're uh, we're gonna die on this hill <laughs> <laughs> saving a. Uh, uh a cache that isn't all that great just because the listing was created you know yeah. fifteen years ago, which it just if you if you didn't know that Jasper existed, I think most people would see that and be like oh that's that's a little bit weird, but hey, that's one of the great things about our game is that we yeah. have these weird things right yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. and that's right. the thing like even if you held on to the the ten or the twenty or the thirty oldest caches in your region there's still probably lots of space to free up. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, keep the, keep the 20 oldest caches in, in your semi-immediate area. Keep the 20 caches with the 50 plus favorite points. And there's probably a huge amount that you can still free up and keep the game board fresh. So, you know, I think there's... And that's not to be the formula everybody needs to, to or should use. I'm just throwing that out as an example that... right there's i i believe there's always room for fresh stuff but i also accept and certainly respect the idea that there are caches you want to keep for a longer period or perhaps you know infinitely uh in your area for whatever purposes
0: yeah well and rock Chalk, you said it very well if it wasn't for jazmer would we even care how old the cache is yeah so
3: now, now, did we do this? We don't. I, mean, know. I think, yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, and I saw somebody in the chat talking about this, like the, the oldest in a province, the oldest in a state, the mm-hmm. oldest in a country. I think, I think those would have always mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, would the, uh, July two thousand seven matter? I, <laughs> I don't know that it would. Um, so it's, it is interesting how that has introduce this new layer to the, to, to the game that, um, but again, it's, that's one of, the, I think that is one of the cool things about the game that we have these quirky things that, uh, but there is kind of a side effect of that, of that too, that I don't think we always think about. Yeah.
0: And and I do go enjoy finding the oldest cache in the state, but do I care about the 18th oldest cache? Yeah. <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> so yeah, there, there, there are things like that. Now, We could, I mean, we've basically taken up the show talking just about this. However, I did want to move on just because it's kind of that spring cleaning thing and talk about swag. So, of course, we want to keep our geocache contents clean and family friendly. So, gentlemen, what do you do when you come across one that isn't either, isn't clean, isn't family friendly? Wits end, we'll start with you.
1: I have been known to clean up a cache. I've been known to take some old soggy moldy item that may have been a fun collectible item at one point, or maybe even a form of log sheet. Put some new writing the rain paper in and make a new log sheet, clean up some stuff that you find some stuff that food related or non family friendly that like you said, this this doesn't belong here. I'm gonna move this on. So I've been known to do it. I think it's part of our responsibility as Players of the game that hey, let's all try to keep things clean and, and updated.
2: I completely agree, Land Monkey. Absolutely. In fact, uh, ironically on this topic, if you if you watch our most recent YouTube video, uh, we come across a cache way up on a trail, and there's a cigarette in the cache. Somebody had left a smoke in the cache, and you know I make a few jokes about it, but we removed it because you know it's just that's that's the game. So, um, you know, and we've found other kinds of, so Jim talked about when you come across a cache and, uh, it just needs cleaning. It's, it's nasty inside mm-hmm. and whatever. And and I think that's awesome. If you take that level of responsibility to help maintain other people's caches for them, it should never be an expectation that somebody no, else is going to maintain your caches. But if you happen to do that, and, and a lot of the people that I geocache with always carry supplies with them, spare log sheets, spare baggies. So they, they can do that. And, a, you know, a little garbage bag. So, the, um, so you know, um, Kev Macd D, GeoNav Pros, um, Bri Lang, uh, Doramore. These are all people I know who do this stuff and they're mm-hmm. all in the chat and I appreciate them that they do that on a regular basis. Um, but the other thing I think is important and something that Lauren and I always do is we watch, are there lighters in the cache? Are there cigarettes in the cache? Yeah. Are there family planning items in the cache? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the stuff like that, that, um, are there knives in the cache? And knives is always kind of a funny one, right? Because it's like, you know, it you be a tool. A there, it it's be, a tool It's kind yeah. of a caching tool. So most of the time, if there's like a knife or a multi-tool in there, I'll leave it. Cause I think, well, that's a nice piece of swag. Yeah. But if it's something that just looks dangerous, like like a loose knife blade, which I have found exacto blades in caches. Yeah. I'm oh, like, that's what, what is going on here? So I will try and remove. So my focus usually is on safety and family friendliness. Um, And if a cache is just kind of messy, I tend not to clean those up. Um, I tend to, you know, I'll make a note. Uh, Log was wet, log was moldy. Um, But I do appreciate the folks like yourself, Jim, and like many of my caching friends who will clean caches up.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely leave a note. I don't always cache or clean up. depends if I have time and if I have the stuff with me. But uh, definitely leave a note if I can't Mm -hmm. do it myself.
0: MC Three Cats is in the chat, and he says, "You know, it's a pet peeve of his if there's so much swag that you can't close the container right." Uh, typed <laughs> yeah. in all caps, so this is important to him. If it does not fit, it's not legit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So yeah. you know, I I hate to throw away like a a stuffed animal, but if it's sitting in an ammo can full of water. You know, yeah, that that's not fair to any child coming. Oh, look at you can't uh, have this dripping nasty thing. Sorry. No.
1: Yeah, and a true. lot of that. If you think back when I first started, my kids were little, and we would go out together, and I try to use that as kind of a baseline. If it is it something I'd want a small child to here look through and find a piece of swag, mm-hmm. and you know if they're pawing through and finding exacto knife blades or yeah. cigarettes, that's not something I want them to find.
2: Mm-mm. No, exactly. Yeah.
1: Rock no, shock. or
0: dismembered duckheads. Oh,
1: duckheads. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> something about Japanese bottle caps too. But we can go that later.
2: Yeah. Rock Jack, any thoughts on?
3: Oh, I really just echo what you guys said. I mean, I feel like I've been finding a lot of food in caches lately, and so yes. I've been removing a lot of you know candy and stuff like that. I don't think people have any mean anything by it, but uh, you, know, you find a Jolly Rancher in a cache in a really hot area and you're like, well, it doesn't take much to figure out what's going to happen here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've been finding myself removing quite a bit of candy and food <laughs> here in the first part of the year, which is kind of strange, but uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Just kind of echo kind of your guys' practices, I think.
0: And for the most part, I don't think people are doing it maliciously. I mean, you know, if yeah. you're, if you're putting candy in a cache, then you're you know hoping that somebody will come by and take it. Uh, but putting an exacto knife blade, yeah. an exacto blade into a cat, that almost seems malicious because, you know, as you would be reaching in to grab things, you could slide. Anyway.
3: Yeah. Who am I? I <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I, I just remembered this. I'd forgotten. I, I found a kayaking cache actually last summer that had uh, adult videos inside. <laughs> and I had never ever seen anything like this in a in a cache there were multiple <laughs> dvds inside this inside this container and what i what i found out eventually was what i realized was that uh people could access this particular point uh without a kayak so i think kids and uh were using this as some sort of a drop point i don't know <laughs> but uh
1: I, I found were, a large collection of adult magazines in a garbage bag in the woods once that I, I don't think was the cache, but that's where I had come. I'm like, huh, this doesn't belong here. And how did you explain
0: those now. to your wife when she found them in the back of the car? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> in garbage bag, <laughs> Honey, we uh, need to have a talk. I found it in a cache.
1: They were <laughs> appropriately bagged anyway. Yeah. Uh, funny. Well, you know, we talked about mushy logs, and we've talked about other logs, and we've talked about, well, great logs, like the Log of the Week. We we covered that once upon a time, oh, maybe in almost an hour ago, talking about <laughs> logs. Upvoting was brought up earlier. Canada, Norway, thats they've had it for a long time. It's been teased to some cashly owners. Uh, Rockshot, can you throw any feedback from HQ about upvoting and uh, those kind of things? Uh, how are they affecting the, the quality of the logs? Do you think people are are trying to write better logs because of upvoting?
3: Well, you know to this point, really, what we've been trying to do with 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 the test is just measure uh, sentiment around just having that tool available. So we, we really haven't tried to measure whether it's impacting the quality of the logs. it's It's really more been about the tool and whether or not people value the tool or not. Uh, so that's what we've been doing to this point. And it's been pretty interesting, uh, that there it, it's, it's a pretty wide range of, of feedback that people have had. Some people really think it's a great tool and they like that they can potentially sort logs by how helpful they are or, uh, how good of a story it is. But on the other hand, uh, there have been a lot of people that just as passionately feel like, uh, it's, it's not a great thing because it, I, I I think some people take it personally if their logs aren't being upvoted. (laughs) And so it's, it's, uh, you know, one of these things where, where people are, are taking it personally. And, and I don't think that's something that we foresaw, but it's, it's definitely been a consideration as we're, you know, going through all of the feedback. Um, and it was interesting to me personally, just to see that it wasn't So, I personally don't think I would care all that much if somebody didn't upvote my log, because I know personally, whether it's a good log or not. I mean, I, you know, there's some logs I put more thought into than others. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, there's some where I'm trying to get the glow award and there's others where I'm not. (laughs) And so, um, I, I wouldn't really care so much about whether or not it was upvoted or not, but, uh, there are different opinions out there about that. So uh, that's kind of what we've been trying to measure to this point is is really more if it's a tool that people think is valuable.
2: I'd like to weigh in on that as somebody who uses it a lot and where I really see the value is as a CEO. So as I go through my caches and I see the logs come in on my caches, if I see that someone has left either a good story or something that I think is helpful to other people who are going to go and find that cache, I actually go and upvote the logs that are on my caches um in in order to try and help others the good story one is i don't know if there's a huge merit to the good story one um sometimes it's kind of just fun and encourages that whole concept of writing more interesting logs instead of just tftc or or perhaps just a dot uh, (laughs) which we've also seen um because you can Um, But I would say that the helpful upvote is a great idea. I love it. I do, when I'm looking at uh, where I'm going to go and caching that I'm going to do up here in Canada, I do actually look at sorting by the helpful upvotes just to get a sense of, okay, you know, these are the ones that are going to give me some intel uh, before I go there about what to expect and, and how to plan for that particular cache so I, I like it i appreciate it um i hope that it continues but i guess we'll see what goes
0: uh land monkey stop bragging you can upload upvote caches and we can i
2: mentioned that i can upvote caches yeah
0: i know no yeah 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 you did i, I heard okay. you
2: mm-hmm. sure
0: Go well ahead i can't upload
2: caches when i visit you so you know
0: okay thanks we're just teased with it in Cachely. Ooh,
2: look.
1: Hmm. It's nice of you to come <laughs> down to our level once in a
2: while. There you go.
0: Um, so, yeah, right. that's...
2: Uh, Do you have any other thoughts on just that sort of that concept, guys? I, or
0: I love the idea of upvoting logs. Um, personally, and, you know, I don't have... I can access it in Canada, but none of my caches... Uh, can have logs upvoted on it um, so I, without reporting back to the logger, the finder that their cache ha- their log I'm sorry, has been upvoted, you know I think well, I think that would encourage them to be able to write now, I realize the traffic that's going to create on a server to do such you know efforts, but at the same time, you know if I wrote a log that was upvoted, I would like to know about it without having to go back and look so yep.
3: yeah that's i I, I understand that completely i I know I was just as you were saying that, I was thinking about uh uh you know whether it's Yelp or TripAdvisor or any of that stuff. sometimes mm-hmm. I'll go back and find that, oh, somebody thought my review of this hotel was really funny or helpful or whatever, and I didn't I wrote the review five years ago i had I'm not going back to check it, you know, yeah, so yeah. Uh, rock yeah, talk, that, that,
0: that is an excellent example, you're right. You're right, yeah. we we don't go back and check those things, so, so maybe yeah, that it, is the internet standard. Nice. Yeah. Well,
3: well, no, or or I mean, I but I totally see. Uh, I would appreciate knowing if somebody had had done that. So yeah,
2: yeah. There's there's merits to it, and, and I know there was a discussion around when upvoting was was uh, first really promoted uh, that there was also this consideration of you want to keep people from. Gamifying the upvotes mm-hmm. so that it doesn't become a competition of upvoting your friends' logs so that they get more upvote points. Not that that's a thing, but you know, it doesn't take much for it to become a thing with some people.
3: So, yeah, geocachers gamify things. <laughs> I, I know, right? When has that ever happened? I know that's new. I'm,
2: I'm probably just pulling this out of the air. So, whoa, what's whoa, that whoa, whoa.
3: Jasmer thing about? <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Well. Uh, even if you don't have access to have boat logs, I think geocachers in general maintain a principle that effectively is, and, and, and again, it's a principle, it's in generalisms, but an average to sub-average geocache equals an average to sub-average log. So do mm-hmm. you guys think that's, in general, is that kind of a metric that cache owners could also use to measure the perceived quality of their cache in the community?
0: Uh, that's definitely the case with me, you know? Oh, well, there it is. I found it, you know? Yeah, it was okay. I'll just use the standard template and off I go. You know, if it was a spectacular one, I was like, hold on, I'm going to save that for later because I want to put more words in here to tell the cash owner, wow. You know, either the location you brought me to was great or this was an incredible hide or something along the trail leading up to it is worthy of more uh, more words.
2: Yeah, I agree. Rock Chuck, do you have any thoughts about that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, for me personally, I I definitely, if I go out over a weekend, I find a bunch of caches, I'll come back and they might all get the same general treatment, but there's a few in there where I'm like, oh, that was a, a unique experience. And I wanna say something about that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, at my, when I get logs on my own caches, I don't necessarily look at them and and always see them as a reflection of, of, of the cache. Because there are some people that are just always going to do logs that aren't that great. And so yeah. I, I don't take that personally. You know, I've got a few caches that I, I know are good caches. And if somebody just says thanks or TFTC, you know, I don't. Oh, maybe I should archive that. Right. Maybe it's not getting the kind of reactions that I uh, want. But uh, but yeah, for me personally, uh, definitely if if a cache is a is a super great cache, it's it's gonna get a more of one of my super great glow efforts.
2: <laughs> glow efforts. Wow, glow that was subtle. I like that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if you've got a great cat, you you know you've got a great cache, and people just put thanks. Yeah. You're Like, were you even there? Yeah, <laughs> Are you sure yeah. that this is the cache
2: you found? So, yeah. And of course, it, um, GioNapro has just brought up in the chat as well, that, uh, the whole concept of favorite points, which of course are for that, mm-hmm. um, for measuring the, the quality of, of a cache. But I think that, um, and you know, I just wanted to talk about it from the, from the log perspective as well, because yes, if you're doing a big day out and you're finding 50 caches as you're driving all over the place, um, you're probably going to use a cut and paste for most of them, but there's going to be, I would agree with you, Rockchalk, There's going to be a handful that are going to stand out in my memory for whatever reason. And those ones I'm going to write a little bit more about either because um, there was something just really fun with it that I want to encourage and thank the CO for what they did more than just giving them the favorite point. Yeah, they're going to get a favorite point, but I also want to tell them that I appreciated it. And this is why I appreciated it. Or, It was a neat hike and, you know, this cash was at this viewpoint. The, you know, I was there for the sunset, took it in, was spectacular, whatever it is, right. I think it's, it encourages not only the CEO. And and so, you know, as I said, it's a generalism because there's always going to be a lot of TFTCs, Mm -hmm. but I think it also can serve to not only reward the CEO a little bit, but also other cachers will now see, oh, somebody wrote a fair bit about this cache. It's not just, you know, every log isn't just a TFTC. Somebody actually wrote about their experience Mm -hmm. finding this cache. Then maybe I should pay a little more attention to it. Or the hermaphrodite they met on the way there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Soapy boy. (laughs) Yeah, my favorite is when you see this beautifully written log that's pages and pages long, and the very next log says... Quick, he fine. Thanks. <laughs>
2: hmm. Yeah, that happens. Something's Something. <laughs> All right. Well, we've, we've definitely used up the hour plus, so we should probably start thinking about wrapping it up and we can head into the after show. Ooh. Ooh. The after
0: show. Yeah, that's we're not, n- we're not there yet though. No. Um, well, Rock Chalk, thank you so much for joining us. We'd love to have you in the after show. If you have to go, we completely understand.
3: Well, it's always a a pleasure, and I I always look forward to talking to you guys. So, uh, as always, thanks for having me on.
0: We love having you. Love having you. And listeners, thank you for taking the time to tune in. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, next week, we're doing a show about cash reviewing, um, followed by an episode with uh, insights and updates on GC Droid.
1: All right. And then that'll take us to uh, April 18th, which was my mother's birthday, talking about top cash tips in Portland, Oregon with our guest, Lobotomy, followed by the 300th episode of Caching Ooh. in the Northwest. Got wow. something special up our sleeves. I'm just sure we do. If only I knew what it was.
2: <laughs> 300 episodes. That's, that's amazing that we've been doing this for almost 300 episodes. Yeah.
0: And you know, we've got at least three listeners now, so we're doing okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> well done. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to take a moment to thank the Land Sharks, our corporate Denali level sponsors. Landsharks.ca is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or go in person and visit their store in Victoria, British Columbia. Open six days a week except holidays and they ship orders online daily. So definitely check them out. Of course, we also want to thank our faithful Denali Level supporters, Land Sharks, JP's Geodesigns, Bounce Bounce, Limax, Team Squirrel, and WorldCaching.com. If you want to know about mm, if you want to know why I just choked on my words, if you want to know more about supporting the show, click that Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website to have the punishment of me reading your name like I'm going to do right now. Thank you to Broncos Fan for Life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev MacD, D, Subway Mark, Dora Moore, Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, Geo Nav, Pros Wino, Seattle Acrodoc, Billy Robson, Genies, Anteus, Keats 94, Trexor 0, MC3 Cats, Kennel M MNerve, Wet Coaster, and Green Words, Sege Hove, and NW Hokey. Ooh, thank you, guys.
1: Well done once again, land Monkey. Thanks, man. Well, until we meet again, if somebody wants to reach out and connect with us on the interwebs, Rockchalk, do you have a place people you'd like them to contact you?
3: Uh you can send anything care of LandMonkey. Okay. Um and I will be posting his home address on Twitter. And so you can just mail stuff to him.
1: Nice. Speaking of Land Monkey, how about you? Are you gonna <laughs> uh, post Rock Shock's home address? Yeah. He's gonna to be say. moving soon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, I was going to say, yeah, if you want to uh, send me anything um, edible or, you know, that <laughs> might spoil in the mail, send it to Rock Chalk and uh, that'd be fantastic. You can definitely find me and all the pictures that I post of Rock Chalk on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at LandMonkeyGC. And our videos are always coming up on YouTube. Just look for L-A-N-M-O-N-G-E-Y LandMonkey on YouTube. All right, Witsand, where do folks find you?
1: Mrs. Landmock, he wasn't here to enjoy that last week. I know. That was funny. Uh, you could send Jolly Ranchers to me via the local cache in the area and just tell me where to, No, don't do that. Kidding. <laughs> do not do that. I'm on Twitter, Facebook. Of course, there's a message center right there at geocaching.com. I'm Witsand on all those places and a few others. You might find me here and there. C N W. How about you?
0: Well, I'm going to go buy a bag of Jolly Ranchers and fill up your geocaches <laughs> in the area just so you'll I'm go find me. Sure, them. you are. <laughs> oh, you can find me on Twitter at CachingNW, Facebook.com slash CachingNW, and Instagram. You can find me at Caching in the Northwest. Better yet, head on over to CachingNW.com slash host, read our bios, and that way you don't have to stop the car, get over, find that pen and paper. Somewhere in the glove box to write this down, it's all there at CachingNW.com slash hosts. But most of all, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Caching in the Northwest. And don't forget that you can be part of the show. Call into to 253-693-TFTC. Leave us a comment. Ask us a question. Send us pictures of, of uh, Jolly Ranchers in caches any time of the day or night. Of course, you can email us at feedback at CachingNW.com. Don't forget that your support them hmm ha ah, hmm.
2: I haven't forgotten it. I don't used forget up all my words, <laughs> I'm done now.
0: <laughs> don't forget that your support helps keep quality shows coming. If you like this show, click the Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. This show's produced by Chris Umfenauer, Jay Kennedy, and Jim Paulwitz. is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution. 3.0 license, copyright 2019 by Chris Umfenauer. And we ask you to stay tuned for... The
2: After Show. Whew.
3: The are ending was
2: tough tonight. <laughs> 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 Bad. Hmm. Ah, uh, hmm. You know what? I got to say, as we as we roll into the After Show, our chat, once again, you guys are amazing. Our live mm-hmm. viewers, uh, mm-hmm. just such a... Um, such a fun group of people to have watching the show and just throwing all kinds of ideas out. We certainly try and get to the relevant stuff as we go. Oh, what's going on?
0: There, there There's overwhelming support for the puppets for episode 300. <laughs> hey, how
1: come you have wit's end
0: there? Because <laughs> uh, uh, we met at a clandestine location and I stole him <laughs> from you. <laughs> well,
1: Speaking of the chat, I yeah. was going to say, I didn't want it to be, too cheesy and i wanted to save it for the after show anyway way back at the top of the hour when we talked about what do you like best about geocaching uh it's the people that i've come to meet and especially my thursday nights hanging out with you goofballs and the fine folks in the chat every week it's a it's something i look forward to
0: oh he called us goofballs
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's true yeah he's he's called us worse i'll tell you that's that's true Oh, that's fun. No, it is. It's a lot of fun to do this. It's a lot of fun to have the folks in the chat. Mm-hmm. And and uh, uh here's my mandatory suck up. Uh it's also a lot of fun to have guests like Brock Chalk mm-hmm. on the show. How many, how many times have you been on the show? It's like four or five
3: now? I I'd have to go back. I mean, I uh I probably should be keeping like a notch on a wall somewhere, you know, like We uh, we
1: just need to make a caching in the Northwest Jasmine grid. There you go. <laughs> and then you'd be all over it.
3: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, if there's like a prize for most appearances, <laughs> I'll be begging to come back onto the show. If you can, game, think... if you can gamify appearances, I will be... I think be... you're
1: right up there, near the top, if not the top. Of yeah,
0: most... yeah. You you may have most uh, most favored uh, guest appearance, most most favored guest status. <laughs>
2: now I'm gonna have to go back and start checking it out, and then we'll we'll come up with some sort of souvenir. There
0: you uh... go. Yeah, 3ham says, like SNL, a five-time guest gets a special jacket.
1: Yeah, we're not
3: giving you a jacket. Yeah, the five-timer club, that's a great skit. It's <laughs> we'll one of my him, favorites on SNL.
1: Send him a Mariner coat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Rock Chalk, I've got a question, mm. and I think you are, I, I'm I'm looking for your opinion. I've received a question on Facebook this week. <laughs> from an out of towner saying I can only come to one event this summer in Washington state. Should it be the tri cities event or should it be the ape event?
3: I saw that question on your, on, on Facebook, actually, I, you know, and I, just me personally, because I, I really, and my wife too really loves coin challenges. uh, So Tri-Cities has always been the one that – and she loves hot weather. And so getting to go to that corner of the state and have a couple hot days and uh, get a cool coin or a set of coins is is uh, something we always look forward to. I mean, the Ape event is awesome. I, I just – I think it's like any, it's like we were talking earlier when we were saying, what's your favorite thing about geocaching? We all mm-hmm. had something different. Yeah. kind of like that with events too, right? Yeah. I mean – Uh, the going ape. I mean, if you, if, if you like to have a bit of a hike and, uh, it's kind of a quirky event in some ways, but it's also beautiful area and really well organized. Uh, I think it's an awesome event. Um, if you love coins like, 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 like we do, uh, then I, I've been to a lot of coin challenges and I put tri cities up there with, 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 with any of them. So, uh, you know, gun to my head, if I could only go to one, I would probably go to Tri-Cities just because I am such a coin geek. Um, but I've 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 been to both now for this will be what, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. This will be my fifth year at both events. So I haven't chosen between one. I've done them both. <laughs> for five years, So, uh, so I, I might be the wrong person to ask. But well, but it's, I, yeah, it's yeah, such a hard
0: question. Yeah, Uh, because this is the 10th anniversary of the Tri-Cities. So, you know, they're going to do something spectacular with their coins and and they always do. But I think it should this one will take it to the next level. Uh, The Ape event is also changing this year and it's going to be a series of events leading up to the Mega. So, you know what I would say? I would say come for the Tri-Cities, stay through the Ape. It's only two months, you know. You you can get the time off.
1: Yeah, I know a guy with an air mattress at his house. Yeah. It stays
2: inflated most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. It's not one of those uh, self, self-alarm self clock type mattresses where it deflates yeah. at 3 in the morning to wake uh-huh. you up. <laughs> uh, funny stuff. Um, yeah, that's a tough call to make, eh? Tri-Cities or ape. You know... Um, my my advice is do both because they're different and they're, they're so different yeah and uh, yeah you can't I I think Chris uh, uh, Chris Ronan, I think you nailed it I it's hard to choose because they 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 both have their merits there's a lot of good things about both events uh, I would I would have to say if it was sort of gun to the head scenario like you discussed I would probably go try cities uh, and the only reason is because um, I've hiked the Ape Cache walk a couple of times now. So I, I've done it. Yeah. Um, I've got the the souvenir from or or the what do you call it? Not the souvenir, the um, Yeah the souvenir. Yeah. Well there's a souvenir but the what do you, the icon the icon, yeah. icon right now for the for the re, yeah. rebuilt. Yeah.
0: See gun to the head I would say ape over tricities. Just really? because it's a very unique event. Now the TriCities is an excellent Geocoin challenge. And and I agree with you, rock chalk. It's it's one of the best of breeds, Um, but there's I've never been to an event quite like the Ape. So.
2: Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's hard. Like, the good news is we don't have to choose. That's right. We're going to both.
3: (laughs) But if you had putting a gun to our head, (laughs) (laughs) that that would be. Horrific. You know, I
0: might consider my hobby if I had a gun to my head to choose events.
2: <laughs> you know, that's that's a good point. That's, that's a really good point. All right. Uh, what is The next one here, Fatas, we have is from GSM Times 2. Uh, he says, people finding loopholes in the souvenir challenges to earn the souvenir, i.e. exchanging faith points with friends. Oh, okay. I guess it's kind of a um, – and then GeoNavPros said uh, loopholes on most of HQ's promotions. So I guess they're getting at the point where, um, and, and I think Chris, you and I have talked about this offline before as well is that, you know, you can, you can only do so much yeah. To try and prevent the, the people who want to find the loopholes or bend the rules. And ultimately, you know, it's, you know, do you want to play the game and have fun? Then here's the game to play and have fun. And if you really want to, uh, cheat, um, whatever (laughs) that's kind of where i get to with it i I don't know what else there is to say about that
0: no there's always going to be people that are looking for loopholes in any Mm -hmm. game any challenge any way to say yes i'm a little better than you um and that's that's life i mean you know it works (laughs) that way on income tax and it works that way in geocaching so
2: yeah, and I, I don't think it's realistic to expect HQ to build the souvenir challenges or promotions, whatever term we're using. What's the right term? Is it promotions, Chris? Uh, it's like the Mary Hyde, like the cash carnival. All that yeah,
3: stuff. I guess we've been maybe interchangeable with that. Um, I mean, in, internally, we tend to talk about them as promotions, but, uh, but I think more people in the community it's been my experience Refer to them as challenges. So it's, uh, yeah, I think mean, either one works, um,
2: challenging promotion,
3: yeah. challenging <laughs> promotions. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's not that it's not thought about, it's not that, uh, the, 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 the team that's, that works on these promotions, uh, and, and tries to create something that will be fun, uh, that they don't think about cheating and they don't think about loopholes and that they don't try to, Think well. Is there a way that we can close these things up? But like you said, people are ingenious when it comes to when they decide they want to try to, uh, you know, fool the system or or cheat this or whatever terms you want to use. And uh, it, it's it's a we can we can put a certain amount of time into it, but there are times when we've thought we've thought of everything, and then somebody comes up with some way to get around it. So it's, again, I, I, I think that we do the best we can and then the teams do the best they can, but at the end of the day, we're trying to create something that most people are going to just enjoy and they're not going to try to, you know, work out some crazy way to not actually have to do the, the stuff that you're supposed to do to get a souvenir. I mean, if somebody wants to, you know, Uh, you know cheat or find a loophole or be creative I mean because you'd be surprised Uh, some folks that do this stuff wouldn't agree that they're cheating they were say they would say hey we just figured out a way to do it that you know was different or it was creative or whatever Uh, so you know it's it's a hard fight to win at the Mm -hmm. end of the day
2: yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I think that probably sums up anything we need to really say about that topic. Um, it's it is what it is. And um, and yeah, oh. there there are different ways to play
0: these promotions or challenges. I mean, there was one where you could do it with trackables and that's how I was able to do it because I wasn't able to get out to go cashing. I was caring for my uh, family. And you know what? I was still able to contribute and and play the game and you know it was enjoyable to me so there said there it
2: you yep and, uh, and now it's just, quiet it's awesome. you guys you guys yeah, are no, embarrassed by say, me uh, aren't you gsm times two just threw out uh, a comment in response to um dora moore had said everybody plays their own game does it really matter gsm times two said uh, uh, he's just sorry that the first time gchq made an effort to award hiders Um, with one of the promotions, that the loophole hunters degraded it. Um, And yeah, I mean, this is the thing, right? It's going to happen. I appreciate that the effort's made, that there's opportunities for us to have little, Mm -hmm. you know, more little games within the game and collect some more souvenirs, hopefully patches, you know, whatever else comes out. And... You're not talking
0: software patches.
2: You want actual patches. Don't I, you? I want actual patches. So for, I want patches. For our blanket, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, that, that actually reminds me, Jay. I got my uh, Utah jacket in the mail. My replacement. Awesome. Uh, nice. And the, I so like Jay. My wife and I had like Jay and Laura. My wife and I had gone to Utah and done the GeoTour, tour, and we got the jacket for. And when the jacket came, I ordered a large. And the the sleeves, like, bare, didn't even come to my wrists. And I, I was like, what the heck? So I was, a little, I was a little bummed out because they had said you couldn't exchange them. And so I went ahead and just sent it back and said, hey, if you can give it to somebody else just so it doesn't go to waste. Well, they ended up being really nice, and they sent me a uh, an extra large, which it turns out the sleeves were, like, down past my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to take it to a to a tailor and get it. And get the sleeves brought up a little bit, but uh, I finally got that done, and and it's in the closet, and it's uh, uh, and it's orange. I, I wanted to have I don't have an orange jacket, and I figured this would be good for those situations where, uh, you might be in a hunting area. So I, <laughs> I'm finally prepared. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be stylish when it, when it, when I when I go cashing in a hunting area for nice. the you know uh, next time. Does that it it when the food. Astros
1: play the the uh, Royals? There oh, you never,
3: go. Never, never.
0: So you just uh-huh. needed an extra regular, <laughs>
3: yeah. Apparently, apparently. I, <laughs> yeah. I needed the size that's between funny. large and extra large, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> so anyway, side note: I just as you were talking about patches, it made me think of uh, Utah.
2: Yeah, so, that's awesome. So congrats! I'm glad that you you got the the resized jacket and then got it tailored
3: <laughs> Exactly.
2: Oh, that's too funny. That's cool though. And, and, you know, again, talking about as we were earlier about things that keep the game fresh. And I think some of the geo tours that have come out have been fantastic for that. They, they draw you into some areas where maybe you haven't gone caching before, which is obviously the point, you know, we've, we've had, um, uh, Jen and gear guru on the show before a couple of times and talked about, the why of the geo tours and it makes sense right there's there's definitely a good tourism drive that comes out of it but i really love the i love the idea of geo tours myself which is when we go back to talking about eight versus tri-cities probably one of the reasons i lean towards tri-cities is it's not a geo tour but it's a geocoin challenge so you're driving around you're going to new places you haven't mm-hmm. necessarily been to uh, unless you're chris of the northwest and I've been here.
0: Let me tell you about what it was like when I was here. This road wasn't even here. I don't think there was dirt in some of those places when I lived
2: there. There you go. But yeah, to that end, I think really it's um, just a lot of fun to, to go out and do that. And, and the, the rewards that you get, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and Utah really stepped it up. I haven't seen anybody else step it up to that same level that Utah has. It, they'll definitely be missed um hopefully somebody else is going to pick up the torch in a different area and say wow that really worked well for utah i mean just look at the feedback that came when when utah announced they were canceling the geo tour right yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. people are like no but you no know, all good things
3: yeah i mean if i had unlimited resources i'd be doing geo tours all the time i mean i've you know I've been to Texas twice this year already. Uh, I did the, I did Baytown. I did, uh, Brenham. I did, uh, Conroe. We did Kyle. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so all to get geocoins and stuff like that. So, and I, I'm totally jealous about, uh, the one out in West Virginia with WB Tim is going to be kicking off. Um, They've got an event coming up to kick their, they're going to have a gadget cash geo tour. So mm-hmm. man, if I could, I've already been out there twice over the years. I don't know if if I'll be able to make it a third time anytime soon, but it certainly beckons me, you know, knowing that there's another coin out there. So I'm a sucker for that stuff. You know, when I, when I travel, I definitely look to see if there's a, a geo tour or a, you know, just a coin challenge of some sort. It's, it's something that, and it's something, and also because, uh, you know, my wife, Rachel really loves that stuff too. And so it, I mean, I always feel like, I mean, she likes, she loves geocaching, but at some point she's tolerating me, you know, right. (laughs) Because I, I, at some point she would stop if it was just her, but when there's a coin involved, she's all in. So uh, if we can have that extra level of of uh of, of something to shoot for it it definitely adds a little something something to the experience there you go
2: and i recently learned that she also really likes gnomes so you <laughs> know, if you really want if you really want rock chalk and his wife to come visit your area put out a geo tour with a coin that features gnomes and oh
3: my gosh guaranteed wow. they'll be there that buy would be a, crazy
1: buy a really big gnome somewhere i heard
0: huge gnome yeah
3: world's
2: biggest there you go awesome
0: nice mc3 cat says uh the puget sound will have a new geo tour soon Mm. you have to hold your breath on that one um gsm times two said what i wanted to say is that uh uh i was gonna say rock chalk I want you to go back into the office tomorrow and thank people at headquarters for what they do. Mm. Um, You know, we hear about the complaints. Oh, this is cheating. I really appreciate what's done at HQ. Uh, GSM times two says, I always appreciate everything GCHQ does to encourage me to go geocaching. So thank you. Agreed. We, you know, even though the month is over, we still love GCHQ. (laughs) (laughs)
3: you know that and that was uh and i think brian said it before uh brian was on your show right around that time Mm -hmm. wasn't he Mm -hmm. and uh i know chris you you spoke with a couple of lackeys there during during that week and they've already said it just as far as you know that was a really fun week and and uh you know we're here to serve the community and try to build tools to make the game fun and all that stuff so uh, uh that's our pleasure comes from that, but, but certainly um, that was a really fun week. You know, people said some really nice things sent some nice cards and all that stuff. Uh, um, but yeah, thank you for saying that and I will certainly pass it along when I'm back at work tomorrow.
2: Awesome. Well, it seems like a good place to wrap the show up. Yeah,
0: it certainly does folks. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, get out and get cashing in the Northwest.